Hi, I'm Joe Olsenek. I'm president and CEO of P2 Gold Inc. We're recently uh, started up uh, Gold Copper Explorer in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia, and then down in the Walker Lane Trend in Nevada. So, Odavi in London, welcome. Thanks for having me. What do you say over here? Uh, we're attending the Mines and Money Conference. Right now. Uh, meeting investors and getting the word out about Pinch of Gold. You don't need to meet the investors. Surely they're delighted with what you did previously at Pretium. Well, we, we have a following from Pretium, but a, a lot of those followers are looking for a more expanded stage company. You're right. I don't need the word out about an explore co. Right. Okay. So here, here's the thing what I'd, I'd love to get outside. So she's, um, because we've not met before, before, yeah. get a sense of what, what you were about. So can you give us um, background on you? What, what, you know, what you've done, and also introduce some of the team. Oh, well, the, we, we launched P2 Gold back in May of 2020. Uh, we came out of Prairie Resources. Our teams worked together well. Ken and I, uh, our uh, chief exploration officer, worked together since 1996. That, okay. that guy over there. We built up, uh, we were key members of the team that built up Silver Standard yeah. uh, up till 2010. Uh, in 2009, Ken's team discovered the Bruce Jack deposit uh, we moved that into Pretty Resources in late 2010, and then we built that that, that mine. We took the Bruce Jack mine from discovery to production in under eight years, which right. for British Columbia is quite a feat. Remarkable, remarkable. Um, okay, so you, you, I think a lot of people are going to cut you a lot of slack because I, I think they suspect that you'll have learned a few things along the way, right? So what I'd like to get from you today is, you know, what are those things in terms of how you structure the business start. I mean, so how, how, how have you done that? Obviously, um, a border man's what I've got, setting up a big chunk of, chunk of it. You've also got water in there. So how, how, how are you going about that? Well, we've structured it so that we have significant positions. We have, in the end of the day, we want to have a, a significant say in the direction of the company. And if you're management without a big position, it, it, it says you don't have the say. Right? It, yeah, the, the decisions are being made by you at the end of the day. Uh, right now, we're, you know, combined, Ken and I are the sort of major shareholder mm -hmm. of the company. We're over 20% of the issue of standing shares. So we have a significant say in how the, this company moves forward in the direction we take. Right. Okay. You've also got a partner, man, that we might find themselves, you know, helping out with the assets. What, what's the sound? Well, you, you've had to kind of renegotiate things recently, but to give us a sense of what, what that relationship looks like. Well, actually. in essence, we, we purchased uh, our asset down in the value of Gab's asset. And, uh, Gab's project for uh, uh, off of Waterton, mm. uh, a private equity outfit of Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the, as part of the consideration, we gave them a significant portion of the company. They're currently sitting at 19.1% of Asian outstanding shares of the company. They've been good supporters. They're looking to see us move the Gab's project from, uh, it, it's been sitting in inventory in their books for, for years. They want to see us move it into production. So we're pushing on that end right now. Okay, so is there any kind of full um, agreement in terms of, because obviously 19.9 is, is nice if they can follow their money. It's also an overhang if they don't want to. And you know, you can manage that, it, 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 you know. No, that, that's true. It, 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 and we, we do get that question uh, mm -hmm. a fair bit. Uh, they're supportive, um, they're, uh, they've got their position. Uh, they're not actively involved in, in the company. No, but what's that? You know, board seats, but they are looking for us to get to the end result, which is critical. So in their mind, as far as conversations you had today, are they wanted to you get this thing into production. Correct. All our conversations with them have been, how are we going to move this? How are you going to move this forward? And we restructured our payments when we picked up the project. It was a different environment for gold and in the market in general. Um, maybe a little aggressive on our uh, 
payment uh, obligations over time frame. So we've restructured that now, given our push stop yeah, payments so, for yeah. three, four years, yeah. which gives us a lot of time to get the PEA completed on gaps. It's in process right now. We're pushing on it to get it done in the third quarter of this year. And then we'll look to uh, sell a royalty on the project. Okay, pay them out and then move the project forward towards. You would take them out via, okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, because, okay, I think I, well, we'll more of that yeah. on where, where if, we, if we speak again, okay, because I think people want to know what they're kind of get, getting into bed with. Um, let's move on to the, the projects themselves. Obviously, you can clear where you, where you got um, one of them. And um, can you tell us a little bit about what the other projects in the portfolio? I guess there's well, well, our, 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 I think the excitement in yeah. the two gold right now is our BAM project. Right. So it's located up in the Golden Triangle. It's about nine kilometers north of Bruce Jack, which, yep. as I mentioned, you know, we built it and we yep. took that through discovery to a mine. Uh, so we know the territory well. We know how to operate there well. We have good relations with all the various groups in the area. So we're, we're very comfortable working in the Golden Triangle. Uh, when we started out, when we launched P2 in May of 2020, uh, we were approached by a fellow that we have worked with in the past. He mm. recently staked some ground. It was the band ground. Uh, we looked at it. We liked what had happened in the past. Yeah. You could tell there was something going on on the property. There was copper exploration from the 60s, high-grade gold exploration from the early 80s, and since then it had sort of sat dormant. But with that much going on you know, uh, geologically, we figured there was something underlying it. Right. So we've come in went back to basics, did some grassroots exploration, discovered a new gold zone. But the real, I think the real joy in the project is going to be the, the porphyry. Pro, um, we believe there's a significant gold copper porphyry sitting at depth on the project and not too deep at all. But I, I guess this case, of yeah, stick with what you know. Because when you kind of come up with a big sale like that, a big high-profile sale like that, I imagine there's a, probably a little bit of um, inflow in terms of deals to look at. But did you feel as important to go stick with what you know because you know the core area? Or how, how did you get? No, I just said that's it. We we like the fried. Yeah, uh, it's we're comfortable there. We know the people, and I, I think uh, not a more. I think people don't look enough at uh, jurisdictional risk, and from our perspective, jurisdiction is going to be more and more and more important as things move on. You just notice how Chile's looking to nationalize the lithium. You have solid rule of law in British Columbia, solid rule of law in Nevada. Stick with the tier one jurisdictions because yeah. you know what you put at age. Yeah, I've got a couple of mine in Chile. I'm very sensitive about that. Yes. Yeah, so the, the, um, <laughs> to what I know. Um, the, okay, so you, I agree with the jurisdictional risk. It's becoming more, more and more problematic. And, and okay, you, you, it's in your own backyard. So it make, makes sense to do that. But you did say, we think we've got a cup, a cup of gold porphyry sitting down there. Porphyry potential is a phrase that comes, that comes along regularly on this show. Absolutely. So what, what do you know in terms of what, what data have you inherited, what drilling have you done, and what can amuse you to believe that could be the case? There's a number of factors that come into it. Uh, initially, we've got this copper on this part of the property, the Jan Copper Zone from the 60s, the Fountain 10 Gold Zone from the 80s, our new monarch gold zone we've discovered up in the Northwest uh, from 2020, 2021. And you put it all together, there's a big epithermal footprint on the property, which we believe, you know, is being driven by a porphyry depth, which is the usual case. Uh, we've then, then uh, completed some airborne geophysics, deep penetrating Z-TEM survey, uh, ground-based MT survey, mm -hmm. 
put that all together and nice in the interpretation. And it, it's amazing how with without the, the the geophysicists seeing what the geology was and vice versa, that things made up so well. We can see how the drilling of what we see in our assays matches up with what the geophysics is saying, even though they were completely independently. Okay, so so that is, and do you can so do you say you kind of reinterpreted the the historic data and and if so, how much of that well, was there? There really wasn't a lot of historic data. Right, it was more uh, we we came in, we drilled, uh, we did some soil sampling in 2020. Right, discovered the zone, drilled six holes in 2021, four into the Monarch Gold Zone, all hit ore grade ore, uh, two holes into the Jan Copper Zone, yeah. all hit nice copper grade. Right, uh, so. What was that mean with nice copper right here? I can see right. We had some intercepts in the percent. I can so see good grade. Yeah. yeah. So we came back last year. We drilled uh, predominantly in the Monahat Bonner Gold Zone. We drilled for two thousand nine hundred sixty-two meters, mostly in the Monarch Gold Zone. Came up with a nice resource at surface. Nothing big. You know, half a million ounces. Mm. You know, maybe 0.6 grams per ton in that range, mm. but. It gave us a sense for the footprint. Uh, this Monarch Gold Zone covers an area of a kilometer by a kilometer and change, and is root for growth. Right. It just shows there's something big happening. We see a lot of uh, just looking at the rocks and at the textures and everything else. We know something is driving this, and there's a lot of heat put into the system. Right. So, so tell me if, again, again, you think that process got a got a got a mine up running within eight years? That's that's rapid. Is the is there any pressure on you now to kind of race to the, the, the face with you? You've about doing a VA out soon, right? So, and you, you got to get, the Canadian model is drill the, we'll the edge of the envelope. We, we're, we're not the typical, uh, we, we like to move things forward. Right. It, it, it's just like with BAM. Everybody said, well, why are you putting out a resource system? Right. Drill for another few years. Well, we'll, we'll start the Canadian you, model, right? You need to set some milestones and some benchmarks, and you just need to. You got to push things forward. You need that sense of urgency. If if you just want to keep drilling, go ahead. But a, a project, it, it, you know, exploration projects are only there to become mines. And if you don't think it's going to become a mine, why bother keep exploring it? <laughs> why keep drilling it? So you you want to move it forward a little yeah. that process to become a mine. Well, I think that's very much what the Australians believe. Uh, they would, you know, wherever they are in the world, they would, they would pretty much say, well, they still got things, but uh, I will get into it. I'm sure. And if they, but wherever they are in the world, they, they will go, look, we'll, we'll get a resource, get the thing going, get cash flowing, and then we'll keep doing some exploration you know, uh, and, and, and um, additional you know, drilling work, where, whatever that may be. The Canadian is not so much. And that's what surprised me, so looking in France, I went across 10 to the state. But I think 15 years, okay. um, speed, Rapid, rapidly moving through the phases is important, but money to do all of this. Economic studies cost money. They're not drilling. They're not finding more answers in the ground. So how do you get that balance between, um, well, one, how do you fund that kind of progressive growth and get the expansion component and show the potential of this? It's tough in this market. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, for, for the exploration side, and can they have the benefit of the flow through share regime yeah. where we can pass the cost back to the shareholders and the plate off the taxes. So there's usually flow through Maria available for you. Mm. Um, what are the knock-ons from that though is that you then have a bunch of shares in pools of guys that just a tax deduction. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a trade-off to it. 
on the uh, other funds, like to advance the PNA, PEA, and things like that. But you know, well, at this stage, Ken and I have been funding a fair bit of that. That's where I wanted to go with it, is because I'm not yet not you're not necessarily. There's seen lots of small raises, yeah, private, yeah, since like this. It's, it's been, but you're not taking big chunks. You're obviously conscious of dilution. You're big shareholders yourselves. But how much of how much like, actual cash have you put in? You must have made a few quid, a few dollars. I, I, I'd say between Ken and I, we're we're, I think we were talking the other day. We must be up in that seven eight million dollar. Okay, so that's real. Yeah, because again, it's just we're like, motivated. You are motivated because that's that's actually cold hard cash. That's not just cheap stock at the beginning, right? So I think I think it's in course and for people to note, but for sure. But, come, but coming back to that, how do you get that balance thing between let's move through the economic phases because it it kind of it allows people to judge you at that point. Okay, we've done the PEA and go. Wow, so the biggest I thought. If it's how, how true, you, come, but, how do you get over that? Well, you. Well, <laughs> you just have to keep moving forward. So, and, and if the PA comes out and says, look at what you guys were thinking, you're way off base. Well, that's good to know early on. Right. Before you drill another 100,000 meters and then find out you're off base. Yeah. So you want to find out that uh, early enough, okay, does this thing have a chance of making a go at it? And, and maybe the PA isn't great to start with. And then you have to do some, okay, where do we refine or do we do more metallurgy? We need to drill off a few more ounces, but it, it lets you, it. It points you in the direction where you lead uh, additional work. And do you think there's a little bit of this, which is like, I don't want to waste my own time uh, on something which is not going to be significant, right? So you talked about, you know, some people that just keep trolling because they, yeah. they know it's never going to work. But like the amount of geos that I speak to, the amount of CEOs I speak to, it's a lot. Uh, I say, you know, pretty darn quickly whether this thing's real or, or, real or not. There, there, there are some projects you do right away both sides of it. yeah and there's some that are just on the margin and it's a question is it you know what's got to change is it is it does it need more tons does it yeah. need more maybe some new technology a different approach to processing that those are the ones in the middle but don't you go after the best hopes first you're not gonna like i'll, I'll do the marginal stuff first and can work direct to the, the good yeah. stuff you know it's not a religious experience this is like you've got to go for the, the best stuff oh first. when when you're exploring absolutely so that's with that's why with with bam take it for example we know we can expand the surface mineralization maybe we get it up to a couple million ounces but look at the the real potential is you know three four five hundred meters of the surface right where we think we have the four free mineralization strike right. yeah deeper so, drilling yeah it's more expensive so, drilling more expensive but it, it when you, in the scheme of things, 500 meters isn't isn't a chin. Okay. If you look at the guys in the triangle, all of them were drilling a thousand meters plus to get down to the the ore zone. We think, based on our geophysics, we believe we're in that four or five hundred meters from surface. So, mm -hmm. you know, different kettle of fish. Right. And in terms of um, we talked about jurisdictional risk earlier. Uh, you know, if I'm talking to some of the Nevada-based companies last year, they're going, "Geez, man, the drilling costs are gone out of whack here. We are, we are struggling with this." Can't make it work. Do you are you are you favoring fam? As as is that your flagship and how you allocate capital and time and well, because they're they're great jurisdictions. They're Blake. At this stage, the way we're allocating is one's in engineering, so you know, mm. from a company perspective, there's not that much happening on our side of the thing as well. The engineers have worked it. Okay. So that way we can focus on BAM. Uh, uh, we we believe BAM by the end of this 
by the end of this summer is going to truly be a standard flagship brand right. company. And so that, that's where the focus is. That stays right. in the portfolio. That's the, that's the, that's the way you go. You know what I mean? Because there's the, the small companies, um, and, and you still, oh, right? We're, we're a very small company. Right? But, Absolutely. But you, you have to give yourself many options and choices. And you know, to start behaving like a big company, too quickly burn through the, the, the capital structure and it, it, it's pain. So um, you've got to decide a number of assets in the portfolio. How, what, what is it, question history, how do you put new growth assets through the phases? Do you hang on to them? Do you offload them? How do you minimize dilution? I guess well, where I'm going. I, I, I think rather than, I always, well, we, we talk about this a fair bit. If you just, you know, you, you have a discovery and you put a for sale sign in it, it just sits there. Right. People that, so the way you, the way something happens is you push it towards production and that way take it with Bruce Jack, you know, people could have come in and bought that for a lot cheaper, a lot earlier, but it was during periods that, well, when, when metal prices are low and companies market, you know, the juniors are, have very low market caps and all that, nobody wants to touch it. When metal yeah. prices go up and everybody's market cap's way up, that's when they get purchased. It's so the strangest. But it's, it's, you, you yeah. look at every cycle, it's yeah, always I the know. same. I know. And so, uh, you know, Bruce Jack had to go into production, operate for a number of years so that completely de risk it before mm -hmm. a major would step in. So it really depends on what kind of risk they assume, what kind of market is. But from our perspective, look, look at you just go push it ahead hard and uh at some point somebody's if they want that more than you want it well then that's what point they pay up for it now if fam is what we truly believe it is a big gold copper porphyry system uh, then that's something for a major to to come in and do it. so you know we'll advance it we'll drill it off no problem start metallurgy but that's really a, a major's job and then you the, understand with, with the ghost annual so Trying to drive it compared to expansion as well. So, but, and, and so we're bouncing around, but I just want to kind of overview of an instruction to you and the guy and the, and the team and, and then, then the outside private association is with regards to the what you think is important. Obviously, gold price over 2000 bucks, you know, perfect environment for producers, lovely. They, they, They'll be building up hopefully war chests soon. But copper as well, we're, we're, that's, that's a kind of real driver at the moment. Says, oh, handsome, have we bid about? We aren't we aren't seeing enough new finds, new bells, the rates are lower, it's more expensive, but it's deeper. Chile, obviously, it'd be, well, let's see what happens there. Um, is yours a gold copper project, a copper gold project? It, it, what's, what's it look like under? Well, in the area, when you yeah. look at where we're located up in the Golden Triangle, uh, Galore Creek to the west, yeah. Mary Chris to the northeast, mm -hmm. Shaft Creek to the north, mm. they're all copper. If you if you truly look at them, they're copper and gold. And nowadays, you look at the biggest, a lot of the biggest gold mines in the world, they're copper. Like a little copper, I mean. so, mm. and And so that, it, it, it's just, I think, it, when you see these copper gold porphyries, they're big, big systems long life mines and that's why people want them because yeah. you're not building a new mine every 10 years to build that mine and it goes on on you know 30 40 longer yeah okay and, and, and talking going on and on and the market yeah press metal sucks right now okay and you you, you couldn't pick the worst times launch a company could you for covid what, what's economic crisis yeah. <laughs> well you know 
But how do you view these things? Because obviously we're, we're it's cycles, right? Okay, and you know they're going to be cycles, <clears throat> and it's a question of working through the cycles. We, you know, there's a fair bit of gray hair, seeing a lot of cycles. You're in 25. <laughs> <laughs> Hard living. Okay, but uh, yes, yeah, you you just know the cycles. Yeah, when they go, and so you have to keep stay in the game, keep working ahead, and you know right. And, uh, when the cycle changes, you'll be rewarded if you've got, especially if you have something uh, that people want. Yeah, and that, right, exactly. I think we need to remind people of that. Um, it, it is sick, but it's sick, cool. we take them out the other side, and it should be a good environment for gold, and it should definitely be a good environment for, for, for corporate. And I think the fact you're putting your money into this thing, I think, helps you, where other explore codes perhaps are struggling a bit in terms of I mean, cash constraint or having to raise very expensive money uh, for them, and you now it's dilating. Um, so it's a tough work. It's a it's a tough market. So in terms of like looking looking forward to this year, what are the what are the mines we're looking for? In the old days, you used to build catalysts, but catalysts stopped working a long ago. So what are, what are we looking for? Well, uh, if we look ahead over say the next six months, we expect to start drilling up at at, at BAM. Same it depends on the snow levels. Mm. Uh, we're just going in. Uh, we've got a couple of our geos going in next week to check. But we should be starting to drill around middle of June. Mm. And then we'll be drilling. Our first phase of drilling is going to be four or 5,000 meters. See what the results are. If they're if they're what we think we are, we'll, we'll go out. We'll raise additional flow-through funds to be continue drilling through the end of September. Right. So on that... What, what is the season up there? Uh, we're helicopter supported. We don't have a road in yet. So it's late May. You can go a little earlier. Right. Right, there's more snow shoveling, so costs are higher. Yeah, yeah, like to call reasonably say June through end of September, four months, and you can push the front end to that. It you can't really push past September. And there's that's when the snow starts coming. When with the helicopters, they don't work well. So do I. Right. Okay. And then and that's I guess and again talking about like going through the phases and cycles and so and so forth. Um, you haven't done a resident yet. It's helicopter. We currently it's it's seasonal. Um, as well, camps need need to be built. All, all that kind of good stuff. So down the line, you kind of you're obviously very aware of those sort of um, current costs and future future costs to this. So again, in terms of what you need to see from this asset uh, up up in you know, up there, bam, what to be able to make a decision about how long you keep pumping the money in and and don't just call it a day and maybe refocus efforts elsewhere. What do you need to see? Short term, we need to see success out of this year's drill program. Meaning. Uh, we need to uh, find that drill into a porphyry. Right. Okay. We have a number of targets. We've picked our top, say, five, ten drill holes. Well, first top ten drill holes are all picked out right now. Mm -hmm. One of those has to hit. Uh, if not, we'll step back. We have forty-seven thousand plus hectares. Yeah. Right. So it's a big area. There's a lot happening geologically, so we'd have to do more groundwork. Yeah. So maybe step back, think about it. More geology, more mapping more geophysics, uh, but uh, on a success basis, we hit a porphyry this summer. Right. So we've all just one of the holes, 10 holes, hits. Do you, that's a success. Absolutely. And anyone looking in should go, that's a good result. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Understood. Let's over there. Great to meet you. Love to hear a story. Um, and uh, maybe come back on when you should have got a bit more advanced or something. Look forward to catch up in yeah. September. Right. Sweet so, yeah. Cheers. Thanks.